0: What's up guys? I'm Josiah Keneally and I want to welcome you to YoungAdults.today podcast.
1: Where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. So I'm joined today by my husband. He took my line at the first. That was supposed to be Micah Keneally, not him. So he's (laughs) uber excited to have our guest here today. Yeah, we are. Just so everybody knows.
0: (laughs) But Josiah,
1: I'm so glad and so thankful that you are here with us today. Would you be willing to introduce our amazing guest today?
0: I started to do it already. So I guess this (laughs) is the spot where I should formally do it. And we're joined today by Pastor Noah Heron. Noah serves at North Cleveland Church of God, where he founded The Gathering. And The Gathering is a young adult in college movement that is spread actually all across the country. Every Thursday night, hundreds of young adults gather for a dynamic worship service that has sparked passion for the gospel. In just January of 2019, The Gathering held their second annual conference where they had over 1,300 college students gathered from all over the country. Come on, somebody. And it's all about the name and the fame and the glory of Jesus. In his spare time, Noah loves to play golf, buy shoes, and beat his wife, Maddie, at board games. They just got married very recently. This episode will go live in a little bit, but um, at the time of recording, you guys have been married 15 days, so congrats, you newlywed, yes. and thanks so much for joining us today and spending time on youngadults.today. Oh,
2: man, it's such an honor. I'm so pumped to be here and uh, so excited to, to talk with you guys, man. This is, this is fun.
0: Yes, yes, we're excited. So Noah, can you share some of your story about how did you begin to follow Jesus and how in the world did you find yourself in this thing called the young adult ministry?
2: <laughs> so, um, I have the, the crazy pastor's kid story, right? So, so my parents are pastors and grew up in a, a great Christian home, um, but kind of had some things in church that I didn't love. And as I started growing older and kind of living out the pressures of being a pastor's kid, um, by the time I got to high school, I had kind of decided that following Jesus wasn't for me um and was really rebellious was kind of uh was kind of a know-it-all kid um and really that carried on into um into college my senior year my parents uh they moved us my senior year of high school to plant a church and that just kind of furthered my um Angst towards church; it was the thing that was always taking things away from me, and um, I, I was just a, a really kind of upset kid. And, um, anyways, I, I went to school in Lee at U, Lee University, which is here in the the city that I live now in Cleveland, Tennessee. And um, while I was at Lee, that's when God really got a hold of of my heart. Um, I gave my life to Jesus through a YouTube video. Um, It was a a Judas Smith message that sent to me. And um, long story short, that really uh, led to a series of events where um, my whole idea of Jesus uh, was built from the ground up. Um, the misconceptions that I had placed um, on Jesus from my experiences with church and and different things that had really jaded my perspective of Jesus were completely removed and, and rebuilt um, on God's word and, and who he really is. And um, at the same time, I was finishing up at Lee University, um, and I wanted to do something that was different because part of my church experience was um, – being in church uh, here in the southeast where we have tons of of really awesome churches Mm -hmm. um, and and tons of really big churches. But if I'm being honest, sometimes I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of passion um, leaving the building, um, a whole lot of passion for our our cities. And uh, so I started a Bible study. I, I didn't think I was called to do ministry, but I just wanted to start a Bible study my last semester of college and really that is where the gathering was birthed um we started this bible study with about 10 people and uh, by the end of this semester we had over 100 college students that amazing. were That's showing amazing. up to this thing and um, it was crazy they, they started showing up expecting me to preach and uh i gave them the worst seven minute sermons that you've ever heard in your entire life they were so bad um, <laughs> but that's how that's how we started and and that was uh that was about two years ago now and um just ever since then just been having uh the time of my life doing this thing called young adult ministry and pouring into college students and and students who are just out of college kind of finding their way um into uh, into jobs and into families, and um, I really think it's such a, a pivotal time in in a person's life, and um, it's near and dear to my heart just because that is the time of my life when um, I did give my life to Jesus. And I look around right. our country and our world, and I think there are so many people who were just like me who knew about Jesus but didn't really understand um, all that He was and all that He wanted mm-hmm. for me, and and um, Anyways, man, it's my passion. I love it. I know it's your passion too. And I'm super uh, excited to, to have this conversation.
1: That's incredible. No, we can see that you are passionate. You are energized. You're excited for not only what God is doing, but what he's called you to in this process. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, You're just an honest person. I can just see that on your face right now. Like, you're just straight Mm -hmm. up and straightforward. and just want to give God the glory. Uh, But we also want to touch base on um, hearing your thoughts and hearing your approach in Uh, the gathering of which you lead, so about the young young adult ministry that you're leading, can you tell us a little about your weekly services, podcast, conference, just kind of expound upon that for us?
2: Absolutely. So, um, we started the service um, a little over a year and a half ago, and it's on Thursday nights. We, we hold it at 8 o'clock at North Cleveland Church of God, and our church has um, a new sanctuary where we have our Sunday morning services, and then we have this uh, really old sanctuary. It's actually the oldest freestanding chapel in the United States. Wow. It's built like sometime in the 1800s. Oh, my um,
0: word.
2: <laughs> That's where we uh, have our services. Wow. Uh, Thursday nights, 8 o'clock. It's an old building. there's not a whole lot of new technology Um, and I really think that it's so cool because it's kind of debunking all the stereotypes of uh, how millennials and and young adults want the the newest technology and the lights and the smoke because we don't have any of that and um, the only thing we have there is a bunch of people really passionate about Jesus and and Jesus actually being there and um, I really think that that's the most powerful combination that you can have but thursday nights eight o'clock we do services and then on sunday nights at eight o'clock we do our our small groups that are held in homes throughout um the city of of cleveland a lot of them are held in our college students homes um and then we've had the gathering conference now the past two januaries and that's just been um most fun thing to do uh we never dreamed about about doing that when we started the gathering but um it's just something that we saw a need for uh for young adults to gather um on a on a larger scale and kind of connect um the young adult ministries and in our region and um it's been a blast this past year we had pastor rich wilkerson jr came and um man he's so good he he crushed it and um we had uh, a little over 1300 college students come from uh, i think we had 13 different states represented and um it was just a a really incredible um, moment for us as a community to to connect with so many different students and hear um, other people's stories so
0: that's so fun and what actually stood out to me most about what you just shared the podcast is awesome the the gathering conference is incredible, small groups, Mm -hmm. and even the gathering. But something that stood out to me is that you said your weekly services. I did not know that, actually, that they're held in the (laughs) oldest freestanding chapel. (laughs) But what you just described is what is in my heart, our hearts, and sometimes we do believe a myth as Mm. leaders that it needs to be flashy or high or filled with um, man-made wonder and awe. And I think that it's so powerful that it doesn't matter where you meet in the country, where you meet in the state, or even the exact building or home or whatever, if the presence of God is desired, he's there. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that when we invite the Holy Spirit's manifest presence and omnipresence into our midst, how everything mm. changes. Right. I love the the raw hunger that you're seeing in this generation because we resound with that. That mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter where we meet. It's all about Jesus. And yeah. when we gather and lift up his name, it can be anywhere. Right. So good. So describe what it's like founding or starting a new young adult ministry. For you, it was the gathering. It was pioneering a new endeavor for the next gen that was from scratch. And... What we're hearing from leaders all across minnesota and across the country is we're trying to start something god's given us the dorm dream god's given me this burden for our generation where do i go from here yeah yeah
2: um for me it was terrifying uh it still is terrifying um, most of these students are my age or or maybe just a, a year or two younger than me um, we have a lot of of a lot of people who come now who are older than me too. And, um, I didn't have the, the ministerial, um, degree or, uh, I didn't go to seminary. I didn't do any of those things. And so, um, at least initially there were a lot of, um, the doubts in my minds about you know you're you're not qualified for this you you haven't been prepared for this and um initially those were the hardest things to overcome there were definitely challenges in the beginning but the biggest challenges were inside my own head I Mm -hmm. think um and trying to stay encouraged and confident that this was, um, what God was, was calling me to do and that I could actually, um, take the step of faith. Uh, but it it was a blast. It's, it's been a blast. It's been challenging. I, I think that looking back, um, one of the reasons why it worked was we, We just had a dream, and um, we were so reliant on it having to be God for it Mm -hmm. to work. Uh, And I think that a lot of times, dreams, there are these scary things where we feel like we need to have all these things before we um, attempt going after that dream. Um, But I think we're in a much better place for success when we don't have anything going, and we have to rely completely on on God to come through and, and Jesus to build it. And so um, it, it's, uh, it's still terrifying. We still sometimes as a team step in on Thursday nights and we're like, oh, no, like what is happening? Is anyone going to show up? Is, is, uh, is this really making a, a difference or an impact? And um, God always uh, comes through and, and blows our minds. And, and we're just, uh, man, we're just loving what we get to do. And, and we're so thankful
1: that is awesome. It's so fun to see that people have that dream and have that passion and they're willing to take it into the prayer room and recognize this dream is bigger than me and without God it can't happen. Like period. Like yeah. just really diving into what God wants to do and I'm sure that you're potentially you're leading leaders. And so when you say, is this really making a difference? We know, we all know the answer is yes, right? And so we don't know who's coming through the doors, who's coming through the homes and what God is calling them to do that has not yet been spoken in them. And we know that young adults and teens are asking or wanting to ask a lot of questions. So Noah, what would you say are some of the primary issues you see teens and 20 somethings dealing with?
2: Yeah. I think um, the biggest thing that I talk to students about is is uh, is relationships Um, a lot of of young adults are um, are looking for relationships and the thing that uh, I always find myself talking about is um, is contentness in in uh, in our relationships whether it's um, the relationship with other people romantically or maybe it's the relationship Mm -hmm. with ourselves and and that's that's definitely um, some a, a lie that I think we listen to sometimes is that I'll be happier in a relationship or I'll be happy if I have more friendships. Um, when the reality is, if, if we're not happy in who we are in Jesus, right. um, it's not going to change when we uh, are in a relationship. But relationships are a big one. I think um, I think loneliness is is a big struggle that our generation faces. Um, in general with, with all the social media and all these social things, mm-hmm. um, be, being really social is something that we've kind of lost um, right. in our generation a little bit. And uh, that's the thing. More than anything, the reason people come and stay at the gathering uh, we found is simply because they're looking for a place where they can find community. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really saw a shift in our ministry, when we um, stopped trying to be something we weren't, we stopped trying to to be the the, the hot thing on the block, and we simply decided we were going to try to reach lost people and be a place where people could find community and find a home. Um, and when we when we that. shifted our focus to those two things, that's that's really when um, we saw God do some incredible things at the gathering.
0: No, that's amazing, and. I think leaders will do well, especially just getting started to to listen to some of those challenges that the young people we serve Mm -hmm. Mm. and we point to Jesus. He's the remedy for all of these complexities of life and so relationships, contentment, friends, friendships, loneliness, social media, belonging, a place to belong, community. He he is the remedy for all of those things. And so, but to know... I think what what our generation is facing, I think, is sometimes such a huge thing. Mm -hmm. What are the felt needs in our generation? And so one of the things I watch you excel in is relating with our generation daily um, through the podcast, through social media. And can you share some insight on how leaders can connect personally and also leverage social media platforms um, for the glory of God?
2: Yeah, man. Well, thank you for saying that. That means a lot. Um, I think social media has always been something that I've enjoyed doing, even from before I was um, saved and before I was following Jesus. I, I really loved using it. I really found it fun and interactive and, and all those things. Um, and then when I accepted Jesus, I kind of made a decision right then and there that um, I was going to use social media and not let social media use me. Oh, good. That'll that. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times we, we talk about missions, and we talk about other countries, and, and that is incredible. Um, we talk about even mission trips in our own countries. But social media is a, is a mission field. Um, if you want to go where people are, where lost people are, well, you can do that on your phone. Uh, wow. There is a, a huge mission field um, globally just in your hands. And so um, one of the things that uh I've really wanted to do was make my social media um, one that was um, about Jesus and encouraging but also try to make it something that someone who doesn't follow Jesus would still enjoy uh, following along with mm-hmm. um, my number one passion is um, is is meeting lost people and, and hanging out with lost people that's Beautiful. kind of something that we're trying to make our culture at the gathering is is hey like, if we're only, uh, filled with in a room with the same type of people, uh, this isn't what Jesus's ministry looked like. This isn't what Jesus's life looked like. Um, and so that's been something that we've tried to carry on, not just on my social media, but our leader's social media as well. And, um, you know, there are a lot of social media hills that you can die on. This is something that, um, I've seen and, Uh, I don't want to die on the hill of politics on my social media, although I have a political opinion. I don't want that to be what is on my social media. I don't want my social media to be about my opinions. I simply want my social media to be um, the hill of Jesus and and trying to encourage people, um, hoping that uh, I can also encourage lost people on it as well.
1: That's such a great approach and just a great way to just constantly be reminded as an individual, but also as a leader, pastor, you know, leading and guiding young adults through things that they're wrestling and struggling with, too, of their identity and taking it all back to the cross, taking it all back to Christ. And you had mentioned kind of just when you started doing the two things that God called you to do in your ministry, where pretty much Mm. like to provide an opportunity and You know provide a community for individuals versus being something you're not what would you say or how would you encourage the people maybe who are and do have a social media from a leadership standpoint or from a church standpoint um, what would you say to those ministry ministries deciding and desiring to better leverage social media as a platform while staying true to their self as a church or the burden that God has placed on them what would you say to that
2: yeah, um, you know, I think the beautiful thing about the church and, and young adult ministries as well is is um, we're all reaching different types of people, and we all have a different uh, a different call from God. Even though we're we're going after the same people, um, you know, your ministry is going to look different than mine, and and that's the beautiful part of the church. And so, I think it really comes down to, hey, what is God calling us to do, um, and simply how can we. Uh, leveraged our influence and platform on social media to help aid in this mission so um, you know for, for us at the gathering we're trying to be a community and so um, what we've really shifted our focus on is hey we're gonna let our students and let the people who are coming in here on a week-to-week basis they're gonna be the ones who have the voice mm-hmm. um, on our social media let's share their stories every week on Thursday night what's God speaking to you what's your encouragement to someone else um, maybe give us a 50 15 second uh instagram story of of um of where you're finding community this week and why someone else could join you um and that's really been like our kind of our kind of push is hey let's if we're going to be about community let's do it on social media too so maybe you're you're a, a young adult leader listening to this and um and you're like hey we want to be impacting our city like we want to be outreach 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 well use your social media to show people that you're outreach 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 doesn't mean that you have to video every single thing that you do or tweet everything every single thing that you do but i think it could be really helpful for um you to use the platform that you have to kind of um take your vision and put it out there for other people to see and get excited about
1: that's awesome
0: no, that's so good. I love that you landed on story. You know, story, the, the Bible is filled with great stories. Um, our ministries are filled with great stories that are authored by the greatest author of mm-hmm. stories, and yeah. that's Jesus. And I know that you have a, a, a ear that really listens closely for the whisper of God. And so I just wanted to ask you, you can take this wherever you want to go with it, but just felt led to ask you, Maybe what is God downloading? It could be a story. It could be something else. What is God downloading to you currently?
2: Yeah. So um, really the past six months or so, uh, if you were to ask our team, like, you know, where's Noah at? past six months, um, they would probably in, uh, unison talk about discipleship and kind of with a frustrated, um, <laughs> just because they I've heard talk so much about it, but, uh, God really started convicting me about six months ago that, um, you know, his, his son, Jesus, his ministry, um, was 90% discipleship and 10% large crowds. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he started convicting me, Noah does the gathering ministry, um, look like jesus's ministry and um, i think there were definitely some areas where we were doing good um and and i'm not saying the the large gathering is bad i think that's very biblical and um and a blessing as well but um i really think that something happens in uh, a ministry whenever you can get people who start making disciples and make disciples there's something about the second layer of that Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times you know you hear people say Uh, that we have a millennial problem or we have a a next generation problem. But really, I think the root of it is we have a discipleship problem in the church. Mm -hmm. And um, we haven't quite figured out how to disciple young adults and how to to disciple a young adult who's going to make a disciple. And so um, really, God's been just... uh, kind of encouraging me and, and trying to push me in that area. I'm not a small groups guy. I'm not a guy who who thrives in that setting. I'm. I'm uh, it actually terrifies me to speak in a small group. I'm much more at, at ease with uh, a microphone and a big group of people where I can't focus on your face. Um, so God's been, he's been really speaking to me about discipleship. And if, if we're going to take The next step and where I believe God's calling us as as a ministry, we have to be making genuine disciples who are turning around and and making their own disciples.
0: Wow. You know, Noah, uh, Noah, you and I shared this common experience. We sat with a great leader just over a year ago who's one of our generation's top expository leaders Mm. and speakers Mm. and teachers. And what surprised me about that day the most is... Robbie Gallaty is this pastor. He's he's written books on expository preaching. Mm -hmm. I I thought we went to learn how to better communicate God's work. (laughs) And I left sharing this burden that he shared and that you're describing as well of rediscovering discipleship. And that that surprised me about that day the most is here we are learning about preaching and yet it's so much more than preaching or leading, it's discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so... I just validate that I know that God's going to, I think the next time that we chat on this podcast in faith, I believe that we're going to be picking your brain on what have you learned about discipling young adults and discipleship. So I look forward to that too, but yeah. That's
1: awesome. Well, we know that you're obviously a person who hears God's voice. You're a person of prayer and he's downloading things in your heart. But Noah, what is something that you are asking God for in this season?
2: oh man um i'm i'm trying to really um pursue uh i heard a a speaker named um michael todd uh you may have heard heard of him um i heard him say a couple months ago um that you were graced for this pace Mm -hmm. and um i've really been asking um god to help me say no to the things that i need to say no to so that i can walk in the pace that he's called me to walk um i don't know if you guys are are enneagram junkies like i am um but i'm an enneagram three and so um you know there are definitely some pros to being an enneagram three but there are definitely some cons and uh, one of the cons is i tend to overextend myself and take on too much and think i can do it all um and what I'm I'm really asking uh, God for lately is is God just help me to see the things that matter most, and um, help me to be able to to focus on those and, and and walk at the pace that You've graced me graced me with in this season.
0: That's phenomenal. Um, we we are into Enneagram, as I'm sure many of the listeners are. I think I'm a seven enthusiast. Nice with a wing of three. I think is the three okay. achiever. Okay. Or, yeah, Achiever, yep, yeah. Yep, I think that's me, Micah. I
1: don't know my number. All I know is I'm the challenger. I think that's,
0: is that eight? <laughs> I Everybody, think that's number eight. eight. Everybody I needs eight. a
1: challenger in their life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, that's a great combo right there. I love that.
0: Well, so um, you'll have to let us know, listeners, and message us. In fact, as you're listening to this, let us know your Enneagram type. We'd love to hear from you. And, Noah, if, if somebody handed you a microphone, Right now or today, and told you that, that you could share one message. Maybe it's the last message or the current message. You could share one message with our generation. What would it be?
2: Yeah. So um, it would definitely be a message on the grace of God. Um, I uh, it's that's the message that changed my life. Pastor Judah he preached a message called Jesus turned around, and um, it, at its core, it's it's a message about grace and um really the, the message that i find myself speaking when i'm asked to, to speak at different places is, is a message called bounce back um and it's it's at its core it to to grace message. Um, that's the message that in life because i thought i knew uh what jesus wanted and um really it's the message of grace that truly showed me uh how jesus felt about me and what jesus wanted for me and from me and so um just the simple message that uh jesus did walk to the cross for you he did die for you and no matter what you feel like has disqualified you no matter what you feel like um are kind of the the sins in your life that are keeping you from jesus he hasn't changed his mind about you um made him regret his decision. In fact, he couldn't live more um, than where you are right now. And um, he just wants to be with you. And it's it's just a matter of accepting uh, his presence in your life. And, and I, I hope that I can share that message for the rest of my life because um, that is the, the message that changed my life.
1: That is Amen. phenomenal. Amen. I think that's a way of paying it back to the people who've gone before you, the pastors who've gone before you, obviously Jesus, who's gone before mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. And um, I've listened to that message too, and Jesus turned around, you know, and yeah. that's such an awesome reminder. No matter how close we are to um. God, no matter how far we are to God, um. we can always know that He is there and He is constant and He sees us yeah. and knows us. And no, we want to get to know you even more because we got five in five, my friend. So if you can answer. Five questions in five minutes. We're gonna get started. This is where I Michael Phelps warm up because I feel like nervous for the people. <laughs> stretch the arms. Yep, stretch the arms. Here we go, here we go, are you going. ready? All right, no, question number one, to get to know you more, what has surprised you about young adults and the next generation the most?
2: oh man i think young adults um you get them with a vision and you give them a place to make a difference they will be your most committed they will be your most passionate they they will run through a brick wall but but the vision has to come first um the 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 opportunity for impact if if they have an opportunity they will run with it um i think the the amount of uh the amount of influence that young adults have is so incredible. Um, just truly, they control the culture. And so um, that's, those are the people I want on my team.
0: That's awesome. Favorite event that you've ever done, ready, set, go, Noah?
2: Favorite event as far as uh, what, are we, what are we talking?
0: In ministry. Uh, favorite event you've ever led in ministry?
2: Oh, Man, the gathering conference round two, so good. Um, My favorite thing. If I have to choose something that's not a part of the gathering, I got to speak at uh, the Lee University uh, Chapel here in town, awesome. the school I went to um, this past semester. And uh, that was just really cool because that was where I was, you know, as I was experiencing all of this life change in my life, I used to sit in that chapel and I used to work out the things and, that I had experienced through that YouTube video. It was kind of the um, furthering of my relationship with Jesus happened in, in that room. And so that was a really special moment for me
1: awesome okay no what is your favorite story of life change
2: mm. um i really love uh the story of paul in the bible um i don't know if that's like a pastor pastory answer or, or not um but i just i genuinely uh love to hear people's stories there's a guy here in town who um He's also a pastor now, um, but hearing his story of, of, uh, transformation, the guy was, a, a great football player and had all this influence that was kind of not in a, in a good way. And, uh, now that watch the things he's doing, um, and that God's doing in his life, uh, I love his story too. Fantastic.
0: So good. So we've talked a lot about even success in ministry, but Noah, mm-hmm. um, what, would you be willing to share or tell us one of the most epic failures, we've all got them, but that you've yeah. ever experienced in ministry?
2: Yes. Okay, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Don't judge me. So uh, when I first started out and and we were doing the Bible study and people started coming, and, um, we decided to do this big worship night. It was going to be like our first kind of worship night. We were going to try and I was going to give like a 10-minute kind of uh, devotion in the middle of it, and I was so nervous because we knew we were going to have our biggest night we'd ever had. We had about 85 people show up, um, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and uh, I may or may not have taken a Judah Smith message and tried to uh, re-preach a Judas Smith message, and I did it, and it wasn't good. It wasn't, oh my gosh, it was so bad, and someone came up to me afterwards and was like, man, I think I'd heard that before. Wasn't that a Judah Smith message? And I was so embarrassed. I was so um, humiliated. Uh, it was. I, I still. Re, I can still feel, feel the cringe that I had <laughs> when that happened. Um, but Pastor Judah, I'm thankful for you. Thank you. Don't hate me. If you ever hear this? Um, <laughs> that was that was a pretty embarrassing moment.
1: Oh, man. We all have those moments, those guilty moments of like, oh, shoot, what in the world was I thinking? But the last question we have for you, Noah, if you could tell a group of college pastors and young adult ministry leaders one thing, what would you leave them with?
2: Man, just be real. Um, Just be yourself. You know, uh, I think young adults can sniff um, the other stuff out pretty quick. And um, I think if you're just real with them, And if you'll be there with them in their struggle and in their uh, triumph, they're going to respect you. They're going to love you. And um, you're going to have the best time. I mean, young adult ministry is literally a blast. You're making an impact um, in ways that you might not ever see in the moment, but one day. Um, I really do believe that there's going to be a bunch of young adult pastors in heaven who look around and they're just completely shocked mm-hmm. uh, by the number of lives that they touched and the number of lives that they impacted during such a, a pivotal time of life. So uh, just just I would just encourage them and say, um, God is with you and he's called you to this. It's hard, but um, you're making an impact.
0: It's, it's so, so important. Perfect. Yeah, you, you guys are making such a remarkable difference And what you're doing matters so, so much. And Noah, what you're doing matters incredibly as well. And so, Noah, thanks so much for a great conversation today and for joining us. You can find out more about Noah Heron and The Gathering when you connect with us on our website, youngadults.today, as well as social media across all platforms is at youngadults.today.
1: Until next time, this is Josiah and Micah, and we are so excited to be hosting youngadults.today.
0: I'm all wired up right now, plug me in, I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.